Hello, my name's Nick Town and welcome to my Is This Thing On Music podcast. I've added an extra word there. Uh, for the last 12 years, artists from all over the planet have been sending me their tracks to play on the show. I sort the great from the not so great and compile them into a weekly podcast for your delectation. The podcast is available to listen to direct from its website at isthisthingonpodcast.com as well as on Spotify, iTunes and other podcatchers. Especially now I've fixed the website and the RSS feed works properly. Didn't know what to do about that. So if you're listening to this with some other tr- other podcasts that you hadn't heard before, you're wondering where the hell's Nick been with his podcasts? Yeah, really. Um, I didn't clear the RSS feed properly. You have to clear the cache from your website. That's the advice I was given. I had no idea what it what, what it meant, but I knew there was a there was a button somewhere at the back of the website. It's this thing on podcast.com, and if I pressed it, it would clear the cache. What the cache is, I have no idea, but clearing it obviously helps you with your RSS feed. So there you are, that's about as technical as I can get. So this week well, I have two people to help me um, go through these tracks that have been sent to me. Um, quite an important podcast this one actually because they're, I don't want to say important, unusual really I suppose, because four of the artists that I'm playing on the show, I've already, I've played in the past. Uh, and one of my favourite one of my favourite artists, and you've got to, actually, here's the thing for you guys. Uh, I'll introduce you in a minute. Um, one of these artists is my favourite artist, okay, and in, in my top, probably my top five artists that I've played on the podcast, and one of their tracks is actually on my running, um, my running, um, what are they called, playlist. And when I got a new track from them, uh, and they sent me a new track in the last couple of weeks. I thought, oh, yummy, a new track, a new track, a new track. And it might not be what you think, uh, who you think. So a little quiz for you. At the end of the at the end of the podcast, I'll ask you, which track do you think is the track? Uh, anyway, it's not the first one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you need to introduce yourself. So please, this week, it's Chris and Fliss. They're not an item, but well, they're an item here. They're an item on my screen. But we'll <laughs> We'll start off with we'll start off with Chris, 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 Chris. He whimpered. Who was on the show a couple of weeks ago? Ranting and raving and ranting and raving and get onto the main event. Yeah, I'm Chris Smith. I'm sort of like a lovely gig watcher. I even went to a live gig last week outside, which was fantastic. I work with the wonderful Ken Brown at Square Roots Promotions in Portsmouth. We run a lot of Americana type gigs, uh, mainly at Square Tower, 500 year old venue on our Portsmouth. And very successful we are too. They are. And Fliss. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Fliss Pittman. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, sort of, um, from around here, but I haven't been doing any of that recently because, in the words of Natalie and Brilliant, the inspiration has run dry. Um, but yeah, but um, other than that, I, um, I'm, I run community projects. Uh, Anvil Arts in Basingstoke, so it's a community, um, it's a charity, um, but yeah, also with that, um, I'm currently furloughed, so I'm not doing much of that either, so I'm just drinking, and glad to be here, thanks Nick. You're very welcome, and thank you very much for being here, both of you two people. Um, yes, fantastic. Uh, I didn't know you did that, Fliss. Well, I knew you did that, <laughs> but um, I knew you, I didn't know you did the Anvil Arts. Um, I went and saw Everest Costello at the Anvil, and he was bloody brilliant. Um, oh, oh, yeah. oh. I think he's a bit of a mainstay. I don't know when he was last there. Well, I don't know anything anymore. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, we love a bit of Elvis. Yeah, he was. He was there with the um, with the with the Bronsky Quartet, 
and he did it he did something he did something that affected my performance ever since and what he did is he sang off mic he was standing in, in, in on the on the stage Bronski quartet surrounding him well there's only obviously four of them um and he was singing and he sang off the mic he came off the mic like this and he, he sang to the yeah. auditorium and i just and that i just thought oh man alive <laughs> wow what a powerful yeah. thing that is to sing off that mic just just it was just like a, a note it was like ah. well you know what a note is i don't need to demonstrate a note, yeah, yeah. But, you know it's one, it one of those one of those note things that's cool and he, uh, and, I, and, and ever since then, every gig I've ever done since then, I've made sure I've sung something off the mic. And it looks super cool as well. Oh. It looks like you like understand like the, you know the dynamics of the mic and all that sort of jive. And you just, yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, my voice is so powerful though. I can't possibly put it this close. So That's yeah, right. no, it's good. It's wonderful. Oh, I always remember that. someone called Otis Gibbs, who's been at Anvil Arts actually. He's uh, from Indiana, a singer-songwriter. He was the mm. first one I saw at the Square Tower. His last track turned everything off, walked down the aisle, and played to every row of people acoustically. It sang to every row. Oh. It was stunning. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Ooh. It's a beautiful thing. We did it. We actually did a gig. I did a gig at um, at the um, Ventnor Fringe Festival a uh, year before last, and we did it. No mics. No mics. No PA. Drums, guitar, oh, and bass. Oh, soundcheck was easy. So anyway, <laughs> let's get let's get on with this. Let's get on with this show. Uh, the first artist I'm going to play. I, I played a, I played them in May. Uh, they're, they're called the Final Clause of Tacitus. I keep wanting to say Tinnitus. The Final Clause of Tacitus. Uh, they're a band, band. They're from um, Reading. I've got Matt Dune, I'm guessing, on vocals. Tom Burden on guitar. Andy Silver on bass and Daryl Malloy on drums. Uh, and uh, they're amazing. Listen to this. You'll love it. It's called War Elephant. Wicked. Yeah! And it's about that time. Let me show you just how it goes. Yeah. Just like. Voice and lost my mind. Close our 
That was a bit of all right, wasn't it? What do you reckon, Fliss? Yeah, I actually really like this one. This one, it sort of took me back to like my college years and the, at the start of the century. Um, it kind of, I it kind of gave me a little bit of a head PE vibe. Do you know, do you know head PE? No, I was, I was nodding no? then, but no. You were, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know. But you know, yeah, um, they're kind of, um, they're they're not as um, radio friendly as these as these guys. I found like this sort of the lyrics were like super palatable in this one. Like they're not trying to offend anybody with anything they're saying, um, which is fine. Um, but yeah, it kind of gave me a little bit of that, a little bit of is it sort of rage ish maybe? Rage like, against machine. That's what I was thinking. Part. You see, that's you had me there with the yeah. mainstream. Yeah. Um, but no, I, but I, I really liked it. Also, a little bit of one minute silence. Do you, did, that's what we listened to at college. No, I never went to college. You never went to college. Well, you didn't have to go to college to listen to it. But yeah. I was just, um, I was just trying to be funny there. So. You were just joking. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I laughed, Thank and you. it worked, so it was fine. Um, but yeah, I couldn't really like find a link to the war elephants, so I don't know if either of you managed <laughs> no. to sort of pick that out. It's like, a great title, but, um, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, um, I li- I liked it. That was right up my street. That one. Excellent, Chris. Were you banging your head against? As you know, as you know, I don't go in for a lot of research on these. I don't looked up any of these bands. I just like, like to listen and see what it's about. Well, I did look up to see what Tacitus is. Tacitus was a Roman um, general and historian and politician. Funnily enough, that so explains the war relevance. Then maybe. Yes, that's so absolutely, yeah. yeah. Pa- powerful track, this very powerful track. And um, the hook of the guitar riff at the start, I really liked. That, that drew me in straight away, and then the drums let me follow it. Um, definite headbanging material, bit, bit beyond me a little bit now. In my my senior years, um, it's a it's live gig for me. That's live gig for me. Nothing I would listen to in the car on the way home from work. I don't go to work. What am I talking about? But yeah. Um, yeah, nice scream at the end. <laughs> nice scream at the end. Excellent, lovely. Well, I, yeah, rage, rage, against, rage against the machine. That's what I was thinking. And it's got that. It's got that nice. Sp- I like that space. That 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 beat with space. Those dung, 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 that sort of like gap that we feel. Love it. Love all that. Uh, they do a lot of that in Reading. Uh, and Emma Scott sent me that from Plugin Baby. Uh, she's only sent me one track. Only one of her tracks is in this week now. Emma Scott. Um, runs a, a, a uh, this agency called Plugin Baby. Um, I just wanted to say a couple of words about them. Um, mostly it's the artists that send me stuff, but also Emma Scott sends me stuff. Emma Scott works for this, is this company called Plugin Baby, who are a, basically, you send send, in a, send her your tracks and, and some money, and she'll basically plug your track. And it gets, she, she, she knows what she's talking about. She's run it, run it for years, and she always sends me good stuff. But what so you know? I'd like to say it's only the artists that send me stuff and blah 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 blah. But if someone sends you a good track and you know they've made it in their garage and they've saved up a few quid and given it to to Emma to to, to play, why shouldn't I play it? And it, and also I make this is my podcast. I do what the hell I want. Uh, so the next track I'm going to play is a, is from a band called Komodo, who I also played back in May, uh, possibly on the same podcast that I I played the the, the final clause of Tacitus. Um, this is the great London band. Uh, now, uh, the last song they sent me featured singer Clara, Clara Sara Lopez. I'm not sure if this one does, but it's bloody gorgeous. You're going to love it. This is Komodo and When You're Ready. 
I love that track. Absolutely love that track. That's Komodo and When You're Ready. Now, this week, in fact, for a long time, but more this week, I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto Online. It's it's my thing. I like to call it my hobby. And then if I call it my hobby, then I can just do it and not have to make any excuses to anybody about it. I can just do it. Um, and I've ju recently just joined a crew, the TMGM. Uh, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because this is the sort of track that I could actually hear on Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, the, the playlist on that on that game is quite legendary, and it could be one of those Giles mm. uh, Peterson tracks from his uh, show. And when when I, they sent me this, this is their new track, 
I played I played another track of theirs in May. I'm not too sure how new it was, but this is their brand new track, and I love this. It's beautiful. It's emotive. It's 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 two o'clock in the morning driving driving down towards Los Santos in a stolen car. Anyway, Chris, <laughs> tell me about it. Well, the last track took Fliss back to her college years. This took me back to the Concord in 1980 on the dance floor. Having a good old smooch to this one, yeah. This was soulful. I thought this was amazing. Voice pushed right to the front. I like that. The Atari track we're going to play later that I hope it loses the voice in it. But this one, right up front, given prominence, my voice was the main driver. And it just sounded so good. 1980s all over it. Uh, come out of that bit. If you'd have told me it was made then, I wouldn't have argued. You know, it wasn't, wasn't fresh, as they say these days or whatever. But my track of the week, lovely, dreamy track. Loved it. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Fliss, are you as blown away? Where were you in the 80s? I, what did I do in the 80s? <laughs> um, I was um, being um, filmed by my parents and um, singing in pubs to entertain people as a toddler. Oh, so, then, then the NSPCC yeah. stepped in, did they? <laughs> um, well, they, they, they should have done because, you know, they've created a monster. Um, but, yeah, I I really like this track. It was, yeah, like like Chris said, like super smooth. Um, reminded me of a little a little bit of um, The Internet, the band. You guys heard much of them? No. You might like that, Chris, if you haven't, if you sort of, if you dig this. Yeah, um, like re really nice sort of, I don't know, I don't know how to sort of, like electronic music, but not something that would like freak me out and make me want to go and, you know, hide in the toilets for a little bit. It's just, it's really lovely. Um, I, I wanted to hear, it's interesting that Chris said that you, you found the vocals were like really pulled forward because I had a little bit of trouble like um, hearing what she was saying, like the word, like like the word specifically, would like to have had it cleaned up just a little bit more, just so I could understand. Um, but yeah, I, I I would listen to that for ages, and would definitely go and listen to some more of that band. Beautiful, yeah, I, I loved it. I think with with, with a lot of the lot of the bands that we get played on here, and I think it was we said it in the last podcast as well. Um, get a producer, guys. Or even just another pair of ears to listen, uh, and I think it, it, it it's especially especially prevalent with singer songwriters, especially solo singer songwriters, um, which we'll, we 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 may get into later on if you want to talk about Tari Parlor who's coming up later. Um, but let's um, let's let's listen to something completely different. Let's go to America now. I, I haven't got an awful lot of information about these guys. Uh, in America, from America, they, they're called Trefo Boys. I can tell you that I, I actually had the um, had the the instrumental version of this. Um, I had the instrumental version of this, and I thought, oh, wow, this is a really cool little track. This is I like this instrument. And then when I was doing a bit of research for the for them today, I was like, oh, oh, there's another version. Oh, it's rap. It didn't say anything like that in the thing, and I don't know. I can't tell you where they're from or anything like that. Um, so yeah, um, let's have a look. It's still, it's still cool. It's still cool. This is the Trefo boys and boys in the hood. Shout out to Big Homie, man I miss that 
Rich than Trey Ford. Now we worldwide. Radio, TV, now we worldwide. New York, LA, MIA. ATL, Georgia, Chirac. Philly, Phil, H-Town to the Bay. Hong Kong, y'all parties, now we living great. Big stepper, big stepper. Yeah, that's what they call to me. And for that bag, I mask up like it's Halloween. Back in the hood, are you are you having fun back in the hood? Yeah, I, yeah. So like the first notes that I wrote about that one were like feels like it could be on a movie or a video game, and then having listened to it with um with the lyrics, that's totally a GTA Five song as well. Like, <laughs> I would be happy to have, <laughs> to have that pop up. Um, yeah, I really like it. I'm like. I, I'm rubbish with genres, like in like particularly like subgenres of music. But I really like rap music, and I and what was interesting about this song was it was super short as well, and like sometimes rap songs like have a tendency to sort of really over egg it, and this sort of left me wanting more. So it's another one that I would definitely go and go and look up um, in my own time. So um, walking music, a bit like desperately needed to get to Sainsbury's before it shut. <laughs> so I'm just mixing that, you know, combining those worlds there. But yeah, 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 brilliant. Uh, I just want to say actually that um, in case people people listening didn't didn't realise, we're we're doing this all over the internet. By the way, this is we're using Zoom this week. Uh, I might try something else next week. That's why sometimes if if the audio falls out, I'm not going to get people to, to to repeat what they said. I have done in the past, but there's not there's no point. So you're listening to what's happening. Um, we're in the midst of a plague. We have to wear masks and we can't go and see, see people. This is what's this is what's happening. This is like this is this dystopian world we're living in, where we have to instead of going to the shops, we have to get deliveries from Ocado. It's fucking nightmare. <laughs> so when people moan about something, it's like it's it's really not a, not a huge big moan. Um, but yeah, this is what what this is what we have to put up with. Uh, mind you, I've done I've done these shows before, and uh, they've been just just as shoddy. So um, I'm blaming I'm blaming the plague, but actually it's just the lack of technology that we've got and um, the lack of money that I'm willing to invest in the podcast because no one's willing to pay for it. So when you start paying for it, maybe I'll get an ISDN. Or maybe I won't. I don't know. Who knows? Are you finished now? Can I speak now? Let you finish rant. Oh, sorry. Is it your show? Okay, so this is the Chris Christmas version uh, part of the show. So, Chris, are you banging your head to this? Well, uh, Trefo no, boys, our illustrious host sent us the wrong track to start with, with no lyrics on it, 
And I thought, oh, My tree for boys in the hood. I thought, this there must be a lot of motherfucking going on in this track. But as it was <laughs> instrumental, there wasn't. So I thought, I better look up the old tray faux boys. And I find out that it actually stands for 3-4, not tray faux, which is slang for Winston-Salem Prison in North Carolina. Oh, look at so you. Look at you with your... wondering if these boys are actually in prison. Oh, look at you with your... I thought you'd throw the curveball at I thought you were going to hit us with that afterwards. Um, so as, if, about, as if I'd you know, put as much thought dance... into the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about being on the dance floor with the last track and, and then coming home. See, when I'd come home from the dance floor with my lady, the instrumental track of this would have been straight on the CD player, as it was then. You know, this is a real luscious sort of like bit of, bit of music for that. It goes into my Karma Sutra playlist. There you go. That's where it goes. <laughs> Right away. I have to do any pulling anymore because I'm obviously spoken for, you know, my lovely lady. Interesting fact, when my lady heard this, she said, that sounds like The weekend," And I went, The weekend? How was I to know? She said, they played on the, uh, the, the um, playlist or the soundtrack of the Fifty Shades of Grey. So it's all falling into place for me, you know. Not my type of music. Love the instrumental version. Another chance really to get into the vocals yet because of our illustrious host. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And it is in my playlist. Good, good, good. I like it. I like it. Very good. Well, again, I'm, I'm the same as Trish. I, I, Fliss. Trish? I've, I've, I've spawned a Trish. Where's that come from? Flishy Trish. Uh, I'm a big fan of, big fan of, um, big fan of rap music. Uh, and I, I might have mentioned on the last show that I do get sent a, an awful lot of it, uh, and a lot of it sounds the same, um, and really does sound the same, and really is like the derivative of itself. Um, for me, it's uh, it's about it's always about the music, and I know and I know rap shouldn't sometimes shouldn't be. Uh, and despite being a songwriter, I'm not a great lyricist. I'm not a great one for lyrics. There's some lyricists that I really like, and I and I really like the way that they. That they um, play with words, um, but when it comes to rap, um, it, for me it's still all about the music and all about the rhythm. And with me, for, for me, the last track, it was all about the rhythm. It was all about yeah. the music. Couldn't re didn't really yeah. listen to the music. Um, uh, listen to the, the words, which has been quite interesting. Been doing these these shows with other people, and people sort of um, people say, "Oh, I love the lyrics on this. All about blah blah blah." I'm like, "Oh, did it have lyrics? The song had lyrics. Who knew?" Um, and these people that that are singing that, that are rapping, it's like, are they? They're actually talking about something. They're not just going because that's kind of what it is for me. Because I'm listening to the music. I'm just, I'm, I can't help it. I'm just a musician. Damn it. Anyway, someone who isn't is a guy called Michael James. Can't tell you anything about this, really, uh, except that it is. It's called Solicitous, and it's beautiful. Inside my mind Help me try to find the light I feel low inside I've been using smiles to hide 
there you are something beautiful something beautiful this way comes and that was michael james and solicitous so chris what do you reckon well i had to look up solicitous obviously to find out what it meant i had a rough idea rough idea, rough idea. and that what it did say is that it catches your interest and that's exactly what his opening line of his song does it caught my interest straight away the tone of his voice the guitar work underneath was really lovely a uh, bit of Jack Johnson in there, I thought, straight away that came, came to mind. A bit of David Gray, possibly, a bit later on. Very nice. If that's not a good thing, I don't know. Would I remember it tomorrow? Possibly not. Um, some of the other tracks grow on me. This one, I felt, heard it straight away. Got it straight away. When I went back and listened again, didn't add anything more to it to me. But really nicely done. You know, it's a beautiful track. Interesting. Excellent. Fliss. Yeah, I think nice is kind of the, the best way to put it, really. And, you know, that can be good or bad, depending on what you what you want. Um, this it really this song sort of reminded me of something that could be on um, like a soundtrack from a TV show from the 90s. Like, so I sort of got into a lot of music by buying um, soundtrack CDs for shows that I like, like The X-Files and friends at the time although it's not it's not cool to like friends anymore but like this actually could have been on the friends soundtrack or like what i was thinking of was party of five i don't know if you ever saw that 
is about some kids that um I don't know why I'm nodding I can just say yes I have heard of Friday you can say yes yeah (laughs) um but yeah sort of like very middle of America-y sort of vibe um what I sort of thought was that like if if he was at an open mic or an acoustic show he would open his mouth and everyone would shut up but I don't know if that same level applies to sort of recorded music in this sort of way, particularly like in this mix of really interesting songs that make you pay attention in different ways. That one for me, I like would see it live really happily, but it's not something I would listen to. Interesting. Interesting. Lovely. See, I, I, I'm kind of, I've got a couple of opinions about it. Firstly, I was thinking it's John Martin. Uh, there's a lot of John Martin um, stuff in the background, and Nick. I can't believe I can't remember his name. There's a guy called Nick. Not not me. I'm not making some reference. Uh, at the same time, what's his name? The guy who killed himself. Drake? Nick Drake. Yeah. Yeah, and and Nick Drake as well. And I had that in it. Um, I love this song. It's it was it's it's. it's it's, it's one of those tracks when I listen to this listen to the tracks for the podcast I put them on and I listen to it and uh, in the first I, I do like the first five ten seconds then I s- swish it forward to the like a minute and blah 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 uh, and I and I didn't with this one it, it went from the beginning to the end um, just because just because it did um, and one of the things I thought about it was especially with singer songwriters being one myself I'm hypercritical because I'm hypercritical of myself. I'm sure you're the same, Fliss. Um, yeah. <laughs> and when I, whenever, I, when I, when I hear singer-songwriters, I always want they always give an introduction, like an intro to the an intro to the song, uh, and then for the f- for the first bar that's fine, and then the second bar I want something different. The second bar yeah. I want something different. The second, third bar, you should be singing the song by now. Don't, don't, don't make me hang on. And this kind of, this made me hang on a little bit further, a little bit more. And I just thought, I, I mean, I love it. I love the the the, the quality of the, of of, of uh, Michael James's voice is beautiful, and I and I love it. And and that's that's what's going to sell this this song. I'd like to go through it from a producer's point of view and say, right, let's cut that second bar out. Let's cut that out. Let's cut that out. Let's get to the song. Because the first, the first f- few bars, they're exactly the same, and and if they're exactly the same, they're not bringing anything new. They, we need we need to start cutting these out. So let's start paring this song down. And then I think what would happen is is you'll get because what he's what what if you leave all those in, when it gets to when it gets to the end of the song, you're done with it. You're like right, yeah. I won't remember it tomorrow. I'm I'm done with the song. You've given me everything I want from this song. And I don't need to come back for any more. If you start to edit it, start to cut bits out, then you're like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Just those subtle few first first few bars at the beginning of the song. That's great. And also, what that makes you do is it makes you come up with something new. So you can't just sit there. You can't just sit there strumming C. You know, you can't just sit there picking picking F because uh, it's all right for a while, but you need more. And if you're cutting it out. You'll you will write more. It will it will it will make you be more creative. Chris, you've got your hand up. Yes, but they can't see that, can they? I could have been sort of like still with no trousers on. But just to get well, apart attention, from that, I just I would I'd like to ask you both as songwriters. Now he's used the word there, solicitous. Yeah. Has he just written that down somewhere in the last ten years, and then he's just found a way to pop pop that into a song? Ah. I always love the words 
procurator fiscal, which I think is a great pair of words, and I they just roll off the tongue, which is the old Scottish woman judges or whatever they are. And my friend Jerry Colvin from the Jerry Colvin band and Terry and Jerry, I said to him about, he puts lots of words in like flip-flop. You're never going to hear another song with flip-flops in it. <laughs> he's never got proper. There's, a good, re- there's a good reason for that, Chris. <laughs> no one has so ever. Tell me, how has he put that song together with that word? I have no idea. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I don't think it's something that I've ever done, sort of, um, in terms of, of lyrics. Like, it's it's been more about the sort of vibe of the song, but I can totally see, like, my favourite word's juxtaposition. Um, so I really like that song juxtaposed with you. Do you remember that one from like I don't know whenever? It... Um, but yeah, and I was like, okay, someone's done that, so that's fine. But like, so maybe yeah, maybe it's his favourite word. But if I guess if it's your favourite word, and it's a really interesting title for a song, and I don't think you'll ever, I've never heard it, you know, used in that way before. I'd kind of want it to be slightly more prominent, and it's not what I took away from the song. Mm. Um, it's good that it makes you go and look it up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, the thing is, is that, is that I have no idea how I write songs. I have no idea. And and, and, there, mm. and sometimes I think there are people that don't write songs that assume that everything that I do, everything that happens to me, I'm going to write a song about it. And, and it happens a lot. People go, I'll go, oh, God, blah, 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 blah. And especially online. If you do, if you do something and go, oh, you can write a song about it. I go, that's not how it goes. For, for me, it's not how it goes. And and I remember listening to a a, um, a, a, le- a lecture, a very small lecture that Paul McCartney did um, uh, in uh, the uh, I think the, the Paul McCartney University or anyway, it's in Liverpool. And there's a there's a, a he went to give a, a, a talk to a um, a songwriting uh, people that are learning to do songwriting. And they and he said, I have no idea how you teach songwriting. He said, because I just write songs; they just come to me, and and I'm exactly the same. I I, I just yeah. literally I I will I can I could literally write you a song now. I could literally do it. I'd pick up a guitar. I don't know what chords they'd be, but I would just go bajung, and I could write you a song. It might not be any good, yeah. yeah? But I, I would sit there and I would work work about two or three chords together and go and then go na 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 and then uh, and then work it. Uh, that's how I write. It's not the only way to write. Uh, you, um, you, you guys might have heard of the real Raj. Have you heard of the real Raj? Yeah. Everyone's heard of the real Raj. Yeah. He's not. He's not Americana, so Chris won't. Well, no one won't have heard him. Um, but real, the real Raj has told me. But he, when he he writes a song, it comes out fully formed. So it's like it's like Wah! it will just come out and you'll just go da 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 da. It will be like a stream of consciousness. Um, that's how he, how he writes, and he won't go back to a song and and, and alter it. It will he once it's written, that's it. Whereas I I, I, I I know I know, uh, and when you listen to his songs, you think, wow, <laughs> you didn't go back and change that. No, that's not what I meant. But he writes he writes amazing songs. Um, but I go yeah. back to songs. I go back to songs like five years later and change the chords or, or uh, add, yeah. a, add a chorus or something. You know. Well, like um, I'll think about one word that I'm like, I don't like that word, and it would, you know, it would be something that I sort of wake up and think about in the morning, and it's like, well, yeah, I must come back to that word at some point. But like, eventually, yeah. that word will just appear. But like, other than that, it's quite, it's, it's difficult to teach people songwriting. I, I, um, I find if I, if I, I like think of, if I find any words that I think rhyme nicely together, I just tend to tell Ripper and force him to write poetry about it. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. 
<laughs> so have poet friends and then you could just push all your sort of like sliders on nice ideas nice on yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't know how i write songs i just sit there and, and, and they just come and i'll just write and the word the, the, the for me it's always the chords first and the, and the melody first and then sometimes the words will come straight away sometimes they won't sometimes i'll have to work at them and sometimes i'll sit there with a pad yeah. normally with a pad like this i still use i, I i've tried writing on, on on computer it doesn't work for me I, once i once it's done once i've written it out then i'll type it up quick as possible then it's because it's it's, it makes it more permanent then but no idea how i write them um they just they just happen so that's the answer to your question solicitors thank you no fucking idea <laughs> okay so we're we're back we're going back into is reading is swindon in Bar no swindon's not in berkshire is it swindon somewhere um anyway we're going to swindon now and this is atari pilot uh, and this is his new song called Wrong Captain. It's beautiful. You will absolutely adore it. Sitting on the bottom of the deep blue sea Got a feeling there's a million eyes on me I went down with the ship last night Guess I never got being the captain right It's gonna run. 
That was Atari Parlour and Wrong Captain. Fliss, Pittman, talk to me. Yeah, so what stood out for me on this one is just how they really stuck to the theme. Like, they really went for it. And, yeah, I, like, really dig the sort of nautical vibe. Um, since we're on a bit of a video game kick today, like, anything that sort of takes me back to a little bit of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, it's not a shanty, but it kind of put me back in the, you know, on the ship in the middle of the ocean. Um I feel like um, they sort of, and actually, interesting. This, this kind of leads on from our conversation about songwriting, perhaps. Um, I found, I, I thought that they might have picked like a couple of really interesting rhymes that kind of repeat in the chorus, and maybe sort of built the rest of the song around that. There are a couple of just like sort of really clever lines that they wanted to sort of stick with, and then the rest of it sort of flows and sort of ebbs out from that. But um, yeah, I really liked it. It really, like you know jaunty, catchy, little pop number of a sort. Chris, you got your head on one side. Yeah. Nonchalant. Interesting, interesting, interesting. It's about time you gave us some meat and two veg, you know, some bass, drums and guitar, because it's been very sort of like, it's the 80s sort of like stuff. So yeah, I obviously love that sort of style. Um, the interesting bit was the, the uh, vocal straight away was interesting and, and came in and caught my attention straight away. Which is always important to me because you need to be, you know, you need to be hooked into a track on which just disappears. Then blasted in with the drums and the cymbals. And I felt the drums and the cymbals were a little bit too heavy and lost the vocal there. Because you were saying about the interesting vocals. Listen, I didn't pick up a lot of that because of, it just it went underneath again. So perhaps that's a production thing. You know, as Nick, you were saying earlier, perhaps I think some, you know, all the elements are there. Put it to another producer and suddenly, wow, we've got a, a fantastic track. But it definitely grew on me over the over the sort of ten times I've most probably listened to it. So and it got my foot tapping. So yeah, a lot of potential for that in me. Uh, well, at the top of the show, I said, which one which do you think is my favourite? I, I can't I can't hold back. This is my favourite track. I love Atari <laughs> Pilot. I bloody love Atari Pilot. I've been playing Atari <laughs> Pilot for years. Um, the, the, his first couple of albums, I've got. He's he sent he sent me the whole albums, and they're beautiful. They're just beautiful. It's one guy. Atari Pilot is one guy. Um, he's okay. a songwriter from, from Swindon and he's just brilliant. And he, it's just, ah, oh, I love it. The drums on this were awesome. And that that synthly guitar-y sound is beautiful. Um, yeah. the, the vocals, possibly a little bit low in the mix. But that is, that is the sort of thing that singer-songwriters do. Um, that's what he wanted. Yeah, that's what happens. When I recorded an album a few years ago, uh, I think it was on The Vinyl Project. I did, did this song called The Vinyl Project years ago, and it was my first time going into a, stu into a, into a proper studio as a solo artist and um, recording just me singing with the guitar. When I got the mix back, um, yeah. I was like, appalled i said oh god the vocals are so high in the mix and ridiculously high in the mix i'd never <laughs> mix it that high it sounds it sounds terrible because it's so uh, there's hardly any guitar and you know it should mm. be guitar in it and the guy who mixed it whose name escapes me is the, the bass player for fierce and the dead oh god what's his name 
um, he said, look, this is what singer-songwriters do. When they, they record at home yeah. and they, they, they bring the, 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 um, the vocals down. So going anywhere, go into a studio and, and, and get someone to properly, proper to mix it and produce it. And they'll come out with a load of vocals. And ever since then, I've tried to get either, if I'm recording it myself, I'll get my vocals higher in the mix. Uh, even though it's it's kind of like this is ridiculously high in the mix, isn't it? And people go, no, no, it it's it's fine, it's it's fine. Like no, it's really loud. It should be like la 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 in the background, <laughs> and and the guitar going, you know, because that's yeah. the important thing, not this shitty old voice of mine. Well, yeah, that's, it's um, that's what happens. It's interesting that a, it's it's interesting that um, a bassist was generous generous enough to. Uh, notice that because once you get them in the studio they don't want the vocals up though <laughs> so I'm, I'm aware that's a slam on all basis yeah, and yeah, i stand yeah. by it so, yeah. uh, well yeah, yeah. actually uh, <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter carry on that's fine so yes um, no, that was it I just, yeah that's fine <laughs> so i mean i i love that track i loved it and when 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 he sent it to me i'm i, I listened to it on my ipad straight away i was like oh <gasps> Listen to a new. Uh, it, it's it's on my running list. Uh, I've got two of his tracks. This will be in, in on my running playlist as well. And there was a, a few, one of those those things early on in Facebook. People were doing the top ten tracks that they liked. At that five, you know, beginning of COVID, everyone was doing these. Everyone was doing these lists. Um, yeah, all those lists. Yeah. This was on one of not this track, but there was a Atari Pilot. Was on was on my list of artists that is I think is amazing, and and it's one of the one of the, again this guy should be, you know this guy should be making albums out out and about. Do you know what I mean for for majors? I I think I personally I think his first I haven't heard a daft track from him. How does he get on about playing live then, Nick? Because that's how you're going to put yourself out there. That's really now, isn't it? Well, yeah, kinda. Um, I, I don't know. I've, I've never seen him live. He goes out with a guitar, and he's got, I think he's got a, a band that he goes out with as well, but acoustic guitar. I don't think the, the, the music's as, yeah. as produced as this, although I'd love it to be. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, big, I'm a big fan. I'm a, a massive fan. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't praise him high enough. So people find out about... If you like that music, yeah. then yeah, Atari Pilot, go and find out about them. Um, sorry, yeah. I've just had to infu infuse... About Atari Pilot. Um, are we done with Atari Pilot now? Can I stop saying Atari Pilot? I think, I think I can. So from Newcastle, Andrew Young and Mark Nelson started this track called House of Smith, believe it or not. Uh, and they're a band called No Prism. Um, have a listen to this. It's quite amazing. Take me. I'm 
Sorry, I was actually dancing. I was actually dancing when that finished and was not really prepared, but I am prepared now. Chris, tell us about this. No Prism and House of Smith. Obviously, with Smith in the name, it's going to be good, isn't it? Um, Mr. Tan has taken us back this year. Quite a bit of retro sort of feel to this. Immediately felt level 42 when the opening bars come in. Isle of Wight band, level 42. Yeah, saw them quite a few times in the 80s. Thought, yeah, that's where it's going. And then it went somewhere else with a nice change of pace. And for, for the God of me, you've just said, I can't remember who it reminds me of, but there's something in there is very, in the vocal is very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's well balanced. So I had a surprise guitar solo in the middle of it. Mm. It's sort of like was, oh, where's that come from? That's very rock in there, but a Santana almost. So I love the way it kept changing. Great production. And it kept on giving for me. Yeah, it was, um, it had the classic DJ end. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. Classic DJ it hands. Fliss, have you got classic DJ hands? Classic DJ hands. I don't. Oh, like jazz hands. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. Oh, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just humouring Chris. Just. Yeah, let's say yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think this is a brilliant track. Um, I didn't listen to it enough. I kind of wanted. To, I I should have listened to it more. But I think it's one going to be one of the ones that I go back to, um, and try to find out a little bit more about the band as well. Um. It, yeah, it just c- completely sat right, and the chorus was banging. Like the chorus was everything I wanted it to be. Like you know, you like sometimes you kind of um, you don't know exactly what you're expecting, but when it doesn't quite match up, perhaps like like the sort of like the Michael James thing, like you kind of might have been expecting something, and when it wasn't there, you weren't quite sure where to go with it. This one did the opposite, which was just like, yeah, I'm really leading you into the chorus, and there you go, smash. And then yeah, like the ending just. All of it is completely on point. Excellent, excellent. I'm glad you liked it. Um, yeah, I liked it as well for those for those those same reasons. For me, I'd have liked to have had a little bit more of a a distinct difference between the verses and the choruses. And once that chorus had hit, once that or dropped, as I think the DJs might say nowadays, I don't know. Um, once it had dropped, it kind of like went back to the verse again, and the verse that it was like, I think once you've dropped, if you're going to go back to that verse, it's got to drop. It's got. It, it's got to be different. It can't be the same. So you've got that verse going, da, 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 and then boof, down, 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 and we're we're banging in the chorus. And when we go back to the verse, when we go back to that verse, it's got to be. It's got to be different. So you take, strip it down, strip the verse down, and just have just have drums maybe, just have the drums or whatever. Have something different. Don't have the verse. The, the same way it was before because we've changed now we've dropped for the chorus we've, we, we're in we, we've bought into the chorus and, and I like the chorus and the chorus is great don't take us back to a sort of like nearly chorus so the verse has got to be better than the verse before that's what I think but then I'm just being hypercritical because other than that it was like yes love it love it and it, surprise guitar solo and it fitted. It was lovely. That's what I liked. Loved it. Loved it completely. So that was brilliant. And they're from Newcastle, way up north. But hey, we're all from Southampton or around that region down here. And as I say to everybody, we, we're in Southampton, so everywhere's north. Reading's north. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Don't, don't get prissy about it. Um, so there we are. So the final track for the week um, 
is uh, Josh Regal, who, who I've met. Uh, he's the bass player from a band called Little Brother Eli. And this song is called Perfect. Have a listen to this. Absolutely love it. That's perfect by little brother Eli. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go. So was it perfect? So anyway, what do you think, Fliss? How was that? How was that? <laughs> how was that for you? 
I, I, I think it was um, perfectly imperfect, but in a really great way. Um, I, I don't know if this is my track of the week, but it's kind of the one that stood out the most and it's the catchiest one. Um, it reminded me of a little bit of a band called Glass Animals, who are, I don't know if they're sort of a newish band, but I sort of only heard them in the last couple of years. Um, weird lyrics, jaunty popness, but sort of a bit dark. Um, and yeah, that, that this band sort of reminded, well, this track reminded me of, of them a little bit. Um, and also I'm super impressed with any, um, any song that manages to reference um, both Darth Vader and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, yeah. um, which I've never heard done before. So I was really impressed with that. I thought perhaps the verse, the lyrics of the verse and the lyrics in the chorus were slightly incongruous. They kind of, it kind of felt like two separate entities um, lyrically, but melodically it was fine. So I think they know what they were doing. They wanted it to be catchy. And um, chorus goes on a little bit too much at the end, but I don't mind because that's the one that I went away with in my head. So yeah, fair play to them. But yeah, I, I, I really like it. Excellent. Chris? Yes. Started off, I thought, well, well, for the starters, I'd have written the wrong way around as you as the way that you said it. And I was thinking, why is this track called Little Brother Eli? I was thinking, this is a strange sounding track. But anyhow, I worked that out at the end. But um, yeah, started off, I thought, oh, here we go, a bit of Lighthouse family here. This is going to be very sort of like this there. And then it changed and it caught me and off it went. And yeah. Thank God for that. Flowed, <laughs> flowed, yeah, flowed nicely. The, I just wonder if, I wonder if you, why you put this little list together because, you know, we've got Atari Pilot and then we're going into Darth Vader and uh, Space Invaders at first. I was thinking, oh, is he being very subtle here? He's most probably only realised because he doesn't bother to chuck them out. You know? So, um, yes, yeah, lots of samples, a few samples in there. There's a few little tracks of bits and pieces. I thought, well, what's that? And I get stopped it and listened again. And I go, oh, wait, you can't remember what it is. And then it's very kind of small. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It did grow on me. It did grow it's a grower. Me. It's a grower, isn't it? It's a grower. So, yeah, I, I think sometimes maybe... People think that I put more effort into this show than I do. Um, <laughs> let me tell you how I literally how I put this show together this, this week, and it's this this week's pretty much how I do it every single time. Um, I open up a new a new uh, Logic window, which is where I throw all the tracks that we're going to play, and I go through all the the tracks that I've downloaded. So people send me their tracks. Um, in an email, uh, an MP3 file on an email. This is my track. Can you play it on the podcast? And so I download the track onto my computer. Uh, and when I want to record, an, uh, I don't listen to it at all until I get to do a podcast. So last Thursday, I think, uh, actually, when I got that track from um, Atari Pilot, which I think I might have told you about, um, when I first heard that, I thought, oh, I've got to do a podcast now because I've got a track by Tari Pilot. I've got to play it now. Um, I thought, right, I'll get that together. So I got into the, into my studio, opened up my folder of of uh, downloaded songs because everything gets downloaded. Um, and then I play each track that has been sent to me. This week, there were nine tracks, nine or ten tracks, I think, I had. In the week, so I, I normally get about nine, ten. Oops, sorry, nine, ten, maybe a few more tracks a week, um, and then I went through them, and I won't go through the first minute or so, whatever, and then I make a decision, pretty much there and then. That's in, that's in, that's in, that's in. First impressions, um, 
And so that's what I do. And they go in the show in order of how I listen to them. So I listen to that track. I go, well, I like that. Boom, that goes over. Listen to that. I like that track. Boom, that goes over. So sometimes it's they're all the, the tracks are, all, are very similar. They have a similar theme. Sometimes they're all American. Sometimes they're all English. Sometimes male. Sometimes all female. Sometimes it's a band. Whatever. So it's completely random. I just haven't got the time or the inclination to sit there and go, well, oh, I'll put this together because in this song they reference Darth Vader and, oh, look, sorry, hang on a second. Let me, do, I know, oh, there's a connection between this and this and this. And, and um, it's like, it's a little bit like how I write songs. I have no idea how I put the show together. I just go, here's some songs. I like these songs. And there's some songs that don't make it. Uh, some songs I've put in the show and as the show, if I've had a lot of good music that week, um, sometimes I just think, oh, I've got enough tracks for the show and I've still got three more tracks to listen to. I don't want any more tracks, to any more tracks because the tracks that I've chosen, that's my show. Um, and then sometimes I'll play something and go, actually, that should be in the show. And so then I take a, a, one of the tracks out of the show and replace it with something else. And it's a very it, it's it's a very interesting. I find it a very interesting process to go through because, as I'm also a songwriter, sending songs off to get played on on people's podcasts and people's radio shows, and you you can send stuff off and think, oh, it didn't get played. I'm awful. My songs are awful. I can't sing. I can't play guitar, and it's terrible. It's awful. But it can just be that week. There were some tracks that were better than yours, or the, or the DJ liked better, or the DJ was really into listening to, or, or, or the producer was really into listening to lots of different sorts of music, and he'd already chosen someone playing guitar. Already, and how many, how many, yeah. how many middle-aged white guys playing guitar are there on the radio? Bloody loads, bloody loads of them. And I'm being, and I, I, you know, so uh, that that might be that quota for that week. You know, like sometimes it's a yeah. quota of like, what, what what was the quota like for cute girls playing playing ukulele songs? It's like my quota was one. I've had one. I've I've only ever played one, and it was earlier on this year, and it was a really good ukulele song as well. Um, but yeah, so if 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 you're an artist or you know an artist, and they said, oh yeah, I sent this track away, and nothing got, you know, no one wanted it. It it may simply be that just. That doesn't mean that there's no reflection on how good or bad you you may think you are. It's just that that, that was that quota, and then after the, after this week's gone, that's it. After this show's gone, that's it. Um, so if you if you're sending stuff off, I think the thing to do that's worked for other artists and with me in the past is that someone's emailed me and said, "I sent you a track three weeks ago. Uh, did you did you get a chance to listen to it?" and Chances are, I may not have done, or, or I might have done, but it got replaced by something else. And I've gone back, listened to that track, and thought, actually, this is a really good song. I'm in the right frame of mind for that now. I listened to it on a Thursday afternoon before, and I had a real headache, and I was really a bit angry about something, or I wasn't very whatever, and it wasn't really the sort of music I wanted to listen to there and then. Now, quite like this song. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? I'm going to play it in my podcast next next time. And then when I play it, I'm like, oh, I'm all over this song. This is brilliant. So it can be just like that. And, and, and also it can be just like that when someone sends in a song to an, a, a radio station or whatever. 
and someone listens to it and goes, oh, I really like that. And just by pure luck, that one little thing, that one little thing, they go, I like that. I'll put that. Do you know what? Just by chance, I'm also doing a looking for, for, for some music for a commercial or for this film. And that bit of music will just fit in that. It will just, just, oh, or so-and-so is just in the, in the office and they heard that and went, oh, I love that. And do you know what? That's why we do what we do, Fliss. Just mm. with that fucking one chance that some someone was walking past, <laughs> this fell off the shelf, that happened there and that happened there. Yeah. yeah. It's all luck. It's all about luck. It really <laughs> is luck. Very, very interesting what you say about listening to pieces of music when you're at certain times of the week or the day. Because obviously you sent these all to us yesterday or Friday. So I, had, I listened to a couple in the, in the car going up to Deleen's on yesterday. And then this afternoon I got back about 12 and then I've just been on rotate, you know, and some work and some don't because of the time of day or the mood you're in and the comparison between the tracks. So, you know, you know, my late night karma sutra will be fine, you know, at 11 o'clock at night and my, <laughs> my bang and Atari pilot is, you know, six o'clock in the evening after a beer or two. So that's, yes. that's what music is. Yeah. So it is, it is pure luck. It's, it's not a pure science. Um, you can just, it can just be at the right, right place at the right time. So, that's our show. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm going to play one of my tracks to finish off the show. Uh, I've got a new album coming out when I pull my finger out. It's a new album and it's all instrumental. It's instrumental versions of every song on 3AM. Um, so, if you want to find out what that's about, listen to the stuff after this. And that's me playing my songs in 2014. Uh, but no singing, no singing, not yet. So, Fliss Pittman, thank you very much indeed. Chris Smith, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much for listening. Gotcha. You know I love you all. Cool, thank you. Bye.
Washbird, and you have been listening to Nick Tan's Is This Thing On podcast. Fucking good, wasn't it?